0: There's no use beating yourself up, living condemned. God's mercy has covered everything you've done wrong. If you want to get God's attention, start speaking the language of faith. Father, thank you that my files have been deleted. Thank you that you're not counting my sins against me. Thank you that I'm covered by your mercy. Hi, this is Joel and Victoria. Thanks for downloading our podcast. We enjoy spending this time with you. I know you're going to leave encouraged and inspired. Make sure you subscribe to get new messages every week and follow us on social media to stay connected. We appreciate your support. It helps keep the ministry going. Enjoy the message. Well, God bless you. It's a joy to come into your homes. And if you're ever in our area, Please stop by and be a part of one of our services. I promise you, we'll make you feel right at home. But I like to start with something funny. And one Sunday morning, this man walked in church wearing old blue jeans, an old t-shirt, beat up cowboy hat. Some of the members were appalled. They sent notes to the pastor expressing their concerns. Afterwards, the pastor told the man that he needed to pray and asked God what he should wear before he came back to his church. The next Sunday, the man walked in dressed exactly the same. The pastor said, I told you to ask God what to wear before you came back to my church. The man said, I did ask God, but he told me he didn't know what to wear because he's never been here before. <laughs> All right. Say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have I can do what it says I can do today I will be taught the Word of God I boldly confess my mind is alert my heart is receptive I will never be the same in Jesus name God bless you I want to talk to you today about when God doesn't listen we know that God is omnipresent he's everywhere at the same time he can see everything and he can hear everything. But there's a difference between hearing and listening. Hearing is unintentional. You can be asleep and hear your alarm. You weren't listening, you were simply hearing. Listening means you've tuned in, you've given your attention, you're interested. A while back, I asked Victoria if she had gone to the grocery store. I was looking for the short answer, But Victoria is much more expressive than I am. She likes to give the details. She told how she had gone and who she ran into and what they had been doing and how their cousins, next door neighbors, grandfather's best friend had just had a baby. I wasn't looking for any of that. I just wanted to know, did you get the chicken wings? (laughs) The whole time she was telling the story, I was hearing it, but I wasn't listening. I was there, but I wasn't tuned in. It may surprise you that even though God hears everything, he doesn't always listen. There are certain things the scripture tells us that God doesn't pay attention to. Now, I wonder if we're talking to God about something that he's hearing, but he's not tuned in. He's right there, but he's not listening. Luke 15, there's a story of two sons. The younger son asked his father for his inheritance early He knew it belonged to him and he wanted it right then his father agreed The young man took the funds and left home. He went out and started partying Living wild spending it on all kinds of wrong things Eventually the money ran out. There was a great famine in the land nowhere to get food He ended up working in a hog pen having to eat the hog food to survive. It was nobody's fault except his own. He brought the trouble on himself. Sitting in the hog pen, dirty, smelly, feeling depressed, he began to think about home. He said, even the farmhands that work for my father eat three meals a day. Here I'm starving. I'm going to go back home and see if my father will hire me as one of his staff. He had his big speech all lined up. He had already practiced what he was going to say. Father, I have sinned against you and against God. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. I don't deserve to live in the house. I'm just asking you to hire me as one of your farmhands. The son returned home. You can imagine how nervous he was. He had practiced this speech again and again. When his father saw him a long way off he took off running toward the son i'm sure the son thought oh great he's so upset he's not even going to allow me back on the property he's going to come out here and berate me and tell me how foolish i've been but when the father got to the son he grabbed him and hugged him wouldn't let him go gave his son a kiss i can see the father weep in tears of joy, so excited. Now it was the son's big moment to give his speech. He knew this would either make him or break him. He started off, father, I'm unworthy to be called your son. I've dishonored the family name. I've made so many mistakes. He did it so passionately, so genuinely. But the scripture says the father wasn't listening. Right in the middle of his big speech when the son was pouring out his heart Telling how unworthy he was the father was no more paying attention He looked over at his staff and said quick go get the best robe and put it on my son Go get a ring for his finger shoes for his feet and kill the fatted calf We're gonna have a party. My son was lost, but now he's found I can see the son thinking, Dad, I'm trying to tell you how unworthy I feel, how sorry I am, but you're not even listening. Are you telling God everything wrong with you? How many mistakes you've made? How you don't deserve to be blessed? God, I blew it again. I don't see how you could even love me. Can I tell you, God is not listening. You are wasting your breath. This can save you a lot of time and emotional energy. You are not worthy because of what you did or didn't do. You're worthy because of what Jesus did. You don't have to go to God and try to convince him to forgive you, convince him that you know you're not good enough. You're just a weak worm of the dust. He tunes all that out. If you want God to not only hear but to listen, then go to him with the language of faith. Father, thank you that your mercy is bigger than my mistakes. Thank you that you're not holding my past against me. Thank you that I'm forgiven, that I'm redeemed. Don't go through life beating yourself up, dwelling on your mistakes and failures. The moment you ask God to forgive you, he forgave you. You don't have to keep going back to God And saying I'm sorry for what I did I'm just so undisciplined I know I don't deserve your goodness I can imagine God turning to the angel Gabriel and saying is someone saying something I hear it but I'm not tuned into that when you're telling God all the times you failed how you don't deserve to be blessed God is not saying good I'm glad you finally feel unworthy i'm glad you're finally down on yourself he's not paying attention all that's doing is making you feel bad about yourself it's keeping you from expecting his favor that's why the scripture says come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy when you need mercy don't go to god guilty condemned weak go boldly go with confidence knowing that you're forgiven, knowing that God is for you. Yes, you may have blown it, but like this young man, God is running towards you right now, not to condemn you, not to make you feel guilty, but to love you. Well, Joel, shouldn't I tell God how bad I was and how unworthy I feel? You can, but he's not listening. God listens to the language of faith. He doesn't listen when we're beating ourselves up, telling him what we don't deserve. The enemy would love for you to live feeling condemned. He'll remind you of all the times you haven't measured up. It may not be something big, but even small things. You didn't spend enough time with your children last week. You should have worked out. You got mad at your neighbor. You were late to school. There's always some reason That we can feel bad about who we are if you give into these lies you'll go through life feeling wrong on the inside and i found most people accept condemnation easier than they accept mercy they believe the lies from the accuser more than they believe what god says about them that they're forgiven that you're redeemed that you're made worthy when you make a mistake go to god Ask for forgiveness and then move on. Don't keep asking again and again, bringing up the same failures. First time you ask God to forgive you, he not only forgave you, he doesn't remember it anymore. When you go back and ask God again and again, he says, what are you talking about? I have no account of that. When God forgave you, he deleted your files. He doesn't have a big server up in heaven Where he's keeping a backup copy just in case he changes his mind The scripture says god has cleared our record He has no account of what you keep asking him for forgiveness for Now, you know who is keeping a record? You know who has 47 backup copies the enemy he's called the accuser of the brethren He'll remind you of everything you've done wrong for the last 30 years. If someone is bringing up negative things from your past in your thoughts, you can be assured it is not God. In this story of the prodigal, the young man didn't even ask for forgiveness. Just the fact that he turned from his old way, the fact that he left the hog pen and came home, that was enough for his father to forgive him. You may not have done everything perfect in life. You can find plenty of reasons to live guilty, feel unworthy, but just the fact that you're here, just the fact that you're listening is a sign that you've turned toward God. It's a sign that you've headed toward the Father's house. Right now, the Father is running towards you. You may have your big speech all lined up, You're ready to tell God how unworthy you are, how you don't deserve to be blessed. Save your speech. He's not listening. There's no use beating yourself up, living condemned. God's mercy has covered everything you've done wrong. If you want to get God's attention, start speaking the language of faith. Father, thank you that my files have been deleted. Thank you that you're not counting my sins against me. Thank you that I'm covered by your mercy. But too often, we think we have to pay God back for our mistakes. If it's something big, we have to beat ourselves up for six months, lost my temper, told my coworker off. That's a medium-sized sin. I got to be down on myself for a couple of weeks, plead with God again and again. God, I blew it. I don't know what's wrong with me. The whole time, God is hearing you, but he's not listening. When we're trying to make up for our mistakes, what we're really saying is Jesus didn't finish everything on the cross. Let me pay for this one. I need to get back up on the cross for a little while. Now understand, the price has already been paid in full. All your sins, past, present, and future have been taken care of. The way to honor God is not by being down on yourself, living guilty, feeling unworthy. It's by receiving his mercy. It's by getting up when you fall and trying again. It's by still believing for his favor, still expecting his goodness, even though you've spent some time in the hog pen. Even though you've made poor choices, you have that boldness to put on your robe of righteousness. You put on that crown of favor, you enjoy the party that your father threw because you came back home. Suppose the son said, dad, I don't deserve these new clothes. I don't deserve this ring that represents I'm in the family. Don't throw a party for me. Just let me live out in the barn. I need to pay you back for all this trouble. The father would have said, what are you talking about? Are you kidding? You're my son. I want to be good to you. The way to please God Is by receiving his mercy sitting in the hog pen this young man made a decision that changed the course of his life he said i will arise and go to my father's house he was saying yes i've made mistakes yes i brought this trouble on myself but i'm not going to let one bad season ruin the rest of my life i'm not going to sit here condemned i'm going to arise Now, you may have made some poor choices. You're not where you thought you would be in life. The accuser is telling you it's too late. You've blown it too bad. Just sit on the sidelines. No, you are one decision away from seeing God show out in your life. The plan he has for you was not canceled because you spent time in the hog pen. Those decisions didn't disqualify you from his favor all you have to do is arise shake off that guilt quit believing the lies that you've seen your best days and start heading towards your father's house start making decisions that honor god break away from things that are causing you to compromise to be less than your best it's not too late you're not too far off course god still has amazing things in your future if you'll dare to arise. And I believe one reason this young man had the boldness to go back home was deep down, he knew who he was. He knew what family he belonged to. When you understand your position, it will change your condition. When you understand you are a child of the Most High God, you weren't created to live condemned, guilty, defeated. God created you to be victorious, to reign in life, to leave your mark. Now your condition may be way down low because you've made poor choices. You don't think you deserve to be blessed. It was your fault. The right attitude is I may have made mistakes, but I understand my position. The creator of the universe breathed life into me. I may not feel worthy, but I know he's made me worthy, so I'm going to arise and go to my father's house. In the father's house, there's mercy for every mistake. In the father's house, there's no judgment, no condemnation, no putting you on a guilt trip. It's interesting, when the son came back home, his father never once brought up the son's past. He never once said, I'll forgive you, but you don't deserve it. I'll let you live here, but I'll always remember what you did. There was no judgment, only mercy. When the father could have been upset, he was full of kindness. When there could have been a big argument, instead, there was a big party. What keeps some people away from God is they have the wrong image of him. They think when they come back home, there'll be all this guilt. I told you so. Look how foolish you've been. That's not the way our God is. When you come back, there'll be a party. There'll be a celebration. Now, you may have made mistakes. The accuser is telling you, stay away. Stay in the hog pen. God would never accept you. But I believe deep down, like this young man, you know who you are. You know god's calling is on your life. You can feel him speaking to you right now. Why don't you arise? Let today be a new beginning No more living guilty beating yourself up telling God everything you've done wrong He's already forgiven you come on back to the father's house When the prodigal son returned home Imagine the next week he went to his father and said dad. I'm sorry for what I've done. Please forgive me. The dad said, son, you're forgiven. Don't worry about it. The next day he comes, dad, I can't believe I left you. Please forgive me. The father says, son, I forgave you. What if the son kept coming week after week, month after month, even though the son had good intentions, the father would get frustrated. Say, son, you're wasting your time. I've forgiven you. Now do me a favor receive my forgiveness. I know people that ask God to forgive them for the same thing over and over. It happened 20 years ago and they're still bringing it up. They think they're showing God that they're sorry, but God is not listening. Well, Joel, I'm doing it because I feel this guilt, this remorse. The guilt is not from God. That's the accuser. The language of faith says i may feel guilty but i know i am forgiven you can't go by how you feel because feelings don't tell us the truth all the time you have to go by what you know god you said i'm forgiven so i'm gonna get in agreement with you and believe that i'm forgiven there was a nine-year-old boy named sam he was visiting his grandparents during the summer they lived out on a big farm he had this slingshot All during the day, he would go through the woods shooting at different targets. He wasn't very accurate, but he kept practicing and practicing. One evening, he heard the dinner bell ringing. On the way to the house, he saw his grandmother's pet duck over by the pond. It's about 50 yards from the main house, and he didn't think he had a chance in the world of ever hitting it, but just for fun, he pulled the slingshot back, let the rock fly, much to his surprise it hit the duck square in the head knocked it over dead well sam began to panic he ran over as quick as he could grabbed the duck took it and buried it behind the wood pile he felt so badly about it but he wasn't about to dare say anything when he got close to the house he realized his 12 year old sister named julie saw the whole thing take place That night after dinner, the grandmother said to his sister, Julie, let's wash the dishes together. Julie said, Grandmother, I would love to, but Sam said, he wants to help you tonight. (laughs) She whispered in Sam's ear, remember the duck. (laughs) Sam went over and cleaned the dishes. The next morning, the grandfather was going fishing. He invited both children to come. The grandmother said, I really need Julie to stay here and help me do some chores. Julie smiled and said, grandmother, Sam said, he wants to stay with you today. She whispered in his ear again, remember the duck. Julie went fishing. Sam stayed and worked. After a couple of days of doing both his and his sister's chores, Sam finally had enough. He went to his grandmother, said, grandmother, I have to tell you something. I accidentally killed your pet duck with my slingshot, and I'm very sorry. The grandmother gave him a big hug and said, Sam, I know you did. I was standing at the window. Now watch the whole thing happen. I know you didn't mean to. I already forgave you. I was just waiting to see how long you were going to let Julie make a slave of you. (laughs) Can I tell you, God is standing at the window. He's seen every mistake, every failure, every weakness the good news is he's already forgiven you he's not holding it against you he's just waiting to see how long you're going to let the accuser make a slave of you how long are you going to live with that guilt believing that you've blown your future how long are you going to ask forgiveness for the same things my declaration is no more this is a new day We're going to rise up like Sam and say enough is enough. Yes, I've made some mistakes, but I'm not going to go through life condemned, trying to pay a debt that's already been paid, thinking that I've missed my destiny. I'm going to arise. You can still become all you were created to be. No mistake you've made is too much for the mercy of God. But you have to get back in the game, get your fire back, get your passion back, Quit believing those lies that it's too late. You've made too many poor choices, telling God everything you've done wrong. He's not listening to that. If you want to get God's attention, go to him with boldness. Despite the mistakes you've made, dare to ask him for favor. Dare to ask him to open new doors, to take you where you couldn't go on your own. This is what Jacob did in the scripture. He had lived his whole life being dishonest cheating people he tricked his brother out of his birthright he finally got tired of living that way one day he went down to the brook by himself to get alone with god to make things right an angel appeared in the form of a man jacob started wrestling with him this went on all night jacob finally realized it was an angel he said to him i'm not going to let you leave Until you bless me When the angel saw how determined Jacob was How he wasn't going to give in He touched Jacob and gave him The blessing That night God changed his name From Jacob to Israel He left there a different person But think of the nerve Of Jacob after all those Years of cheating people Making bad choices He should have been living guilty Feeling unworthy But somehow he had this boldness to not only ask for forgiveness, but he said, God, I'm asking you to bless me despite what I've done wrong. You would think God would say, come on, Jacob, are you kidding? You don't even deserve forgiveness, much less to be blessed. But God said, in effect, Jacob, I like your boldness. I like the fact that you're not telling me how bad you are, And how unworthy you feel and what you don't deserve but you're asking me to be good to you jacob if you're bold enough to ask then i'm bold enough to do it if god will bless jacob after living that kind of life why are you believing the lies that god won't bless you that you don't deserve it that you're not worthy do yourself a favor quit telling god all about that and go to him like Jacob. Father, I thank you that you are full of mercy. I'm asking you to bless me, not because of how good I am, but because of how good you are. That's what gets God's attention. That's what he listens to. How much time are you spending being down on yourself, guilty from past mistakes, telling God what you don't deserve? That's a lot of emotional energy That's not doing any good. Yes, God hears you. He knows you're sincere, but he's not listening. God is not moved by our guilt. He's moved by our faith. It takes faith not to just believe for your dreams. It takes faith to believe you're forgiven, to believe that you're worthy. Don't let the accuser deceive you into going through life with no passion, thinking you've blown it too many times. Your record has been cleared. Those files have been deleted. Now do like Jacob and come boldly to the throne. If you'll do this, I believe and declare. God is about to show you favor that you didn't deserve. New doors are about to open. The right people, promotion, breakthroughs, the fullness of your destiny in Jesus' name. And if you receive it, can you say amen today? But I'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. Get in a good Bible-based church. Keep God first place. Number one New York Times best-selling author Joe Loste, releases the power of favor. God's favor will take you where you can't go on your own. I'll show you how to tap into this favor so you can become all you were created to be.